Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today and uh, having a woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to go. Running just a hair behind this morning and I apologize. Uh, time simply got away from me. I was uh, doing uh, uh, some reading and half watching the news and looked up and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and uh, so it is my fault for uh, running behind. I sincerely, well, I dropped my phone. Sincerely apologize for that. And then right as I, and all as I running late, uh, then when I, uh, uh, was trying to get everything set up. I was having some technical difficulties, so just one of those days that uh, just way it way it goes sometimes. But uh, do hope everybody's doing well. And um, I've got to turn on my uh, my lighting, but I hopefully I got enough. Y'all can see my pretty face here. Uh, good enough. It's just a little bright on the uh, website, but uh, oh well, it'll it'll be fine. Uh, you know, watching our current events unfold before us this morning, uh, uh, you know, I'd like to see what the what's going on in the world after I do my personal uh, devotions, and uh, you know, it just uh, it's hard not to be angry, uh, and I think that's something we need to really focus on and uh, be aware of uh, is to check our emotions and not let anger get the best of us, because I know. Personally, uh, my redneck side is is wanting to get out of control just a little bit, and uh, and we have a lot of reasons to be angry right now, uh, but we don't need to feed into that. Uh, the nation is an is angry as a whole, and uh, remember, the fruits of the spirit of love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self control. You know, remember those. Remember that we need to act on that, and when we feel that anger welling up in us. We just need to pray for this nation. We need to pray for the events that are going on. Pray for calm. Pray for peace. And we of all people as Christians do not need to let our, our anger get out of control, faster out of control as much as we can. You know, uh, the first thing that, uh, of course, is going on right now is in Atlanta. I said that you, you should have seen the sea of protest. I tell you what, if I had to hear uh, no justice, no peace bull, uh, about, my head's about to explode. Uh, the mayor, the Democratic mayor, comes out and says that they're wanting to charge this police officer with murder. If anybody, you know, first of all, they, they showed uh, the 911 call and uh, the, from Wendy's uh, there in Atlanta and uh, talked about how they tried to wake this guy up. He had a DUI. You know, first of all, he was released out of prison. Uh, he, was, he abused uh, uh, a child, let him out of prison because of COVID, all right? Anyway, he, uh, that's why he resisted arrest or tried to run because he didn't want to go back to jail. But anyway, he was in, in the thing. They tried to wake him up, tell him to move. He wouldn't move. He's passed out from, from being so drunk. But when interesting, though, when he called 911, the 911 operator asked, is he black? What, do the, what does that got to do with anything? I mean, what in the world does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Who cares what color he is? The man's uh, uh, belligerent and drunk in the thing. So that right there, I, that, that, that bugged me. But then you see the video. You see the video. He grabs the weapon of the police officer. As he runs, he points it in his face and fires that. Not only could that would uh, could that incapacitated him, but if he'd got down, he would have grabbed that gun as sure as I'm sitting here. And to sit there and say this this officer is is charged with murder. I mean, I mean that just 
I don't know. I just, I just, it feeds into the rhetoric of what's going on right now. I mean, just completely demonizing the police officers for doing their job. They were kind. They were courteous. They tried to be nice. And then this turkey fights back and runs and grabs his weapon. Now, come on, people. And then, you know, uh, then on the flip side here, we have our, our government uh, is uh, now under the uh, Class Act of 1965. Uh, the um, uh, with the civil rights action, uh, the affirmative action uh, that you know you can't hire based on race, you can't hire based on religious affiliation or on sex. Sex meaning a man and a woman. Now they've incorporated LGBTQ. Now I hate to throw, I hate to burst their bubble. There's only two sexes, men and women. But now that they've thrown this this junk in the in the works here. Uh, you know, it is uh, not only uh, is this uh, vile and, and, and just the fact that they would incorporate that it blows my mind, but it is an affront on our religious beliefs and convictions as Christians. All right. This is an attack on us because now that they have done this, you know, they say that this won't uh, go into the public sphere. Uh, that, um, you know, this only deals with pertaining in, in businesses and hiring. All right. What if one uh, uh, of these individuals want to apply for a position at a church and we say no based on uh, our convictions as Christians, uh, good morning, Lee, and uh, we do not hire these individuals, guess what? We're going to get sued. What happens now when, uh, you know, it's going to get to the point that when Christians or pastors speak out against homosexuality, we are going to be fined, we are going to be jailed, it's going to be in a, a lawsuit against churches. They, they've started a slippery slope, a snowball effect uh, of what they what they did yesterday. And I know all the, the LGBTQ are cheering and are so excited. And this this, this moral degradation of our country is... is uh, uh, seems to see no end, and um, when you you know let's say Rome it imploded, it, it came from within because of some of the very same things that we're seeing uh, here today in our own country when it comes to morality and when it comes to sexuality and all these things that we're we're seeing here. But God's word cannot be more clear uh, that uh, homosexuality is wrong. We see it from Genesis uh, that the, the God created man and woman. We see it in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Romans, Corinthians. We see this time and again that homosexuality is wrong. If somebody tries to say, well, I'm born that way. That is, if you're born that way, then how come so many go from gay to straight to bi? I mean, you know, it, you, it, you can't change if you're born that way. This is not a race. Uh, this is a sexual choice. I've yet to say, you can abstain from sex. I've yet to see one person die from a lack of sex. I mean, come on. Even if you are a predisposition to that, you can still fight it, and you can still give it over to God, and he can deliver you from that. But uh, the, the, the nausea uh, of how this is being pushed to be accepted is, is beyond uh, comprehension. So, you know, so as you can see, I'm a little, little aggravated this morning with what's going on in this world, and as you should be. But again, let's try to be careful not to project that out outwardly when in when our in our driving uh, towards others uh in in the store uh or wherever you're at let's try to keep it calm let's try to keep it cool and i'm talking to myself probably more than anybody so all right so sorry for that long opening uh monologue if you will <laughs> let's go ahead and let us stand if you're able to let's place our hands over our hearts or hats if you had them and uh let us say the pledge of allegiance everything set up here I pledge allegiance to the flag 
of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now, when I put that up, you may not be able to see, but I do stand, I do remove my hat, and I do place it over my heart. So just so you know, I don't sit here with a hat on while I do the pledge. I do stand in, in respect. I do not believe in kneeling uh, at the flag and the fact that uh, uh, these idiots are disrespectful to our flag and our country by kneeling uh, is, uh, is repulsive and uh, really uh, is upsetting. It really is because it is, uh, they can sit there and say it's for social injustice. If they're, they're not worried about social injustice, get your family out in the community and make a difference. Uh, that's, just, that's just bogus. And uh, it's amazing that uh, people would even find our, our pledge and our flag racist. Uh, it's just uh, we're living in some crazy times, people. We really are. All right, well, let's go ahead and um, go ahead and... Uh, uh, Anyway, sorry, he's getting a text there. But um, let's go ahead and look at our scripture this morning. We'll look at uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, and 13. So let's go ahead and take a look at that. Oh, in my rush, I've did, neglected to get my scripture in order. I apologize. Let's go ahead and take a look at that. Okay, 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 12 and 13 says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest, greatest of these is charity. All right, he has me, oh, Pappy always says, bless this reading, the hearing of it to our hearts. Uh, you know, we look at this, um, look at these verses here this morning. You know, there are those out there who may feel that God is distant, and it's. Uh, and I, I can understand to a certain extent uh, how you can uh, can have that uh, feeling. It's you know, we when we are in our convictions uh, and beliefs in God Almighty and Jesus Christ, we uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, our. God, uh, the one and only true God, the God of the Bible, is not tangible. He cannot be seen. But, uh, you know, there are those out there, uh, you know, there, there's a couple of terms uh, there is called that in reference to God uh, is that it's impassable and passable. Now, these may be a couple of word terms that uh, you may never heard of or really thought about before in regards to God. Now, obviously, people have heard those actual words before, but I'm talking about in regards to God. And uh, when you look at the word impassable in regards to God, they, there are those out there who try to say because that God is immutable, that God is, uh, uh, is omnipresent, uh, omniscient, uh, because of those attributes uh, that he uh, lacks emotion. Uh, and really, uh, the extreme version of that would lead to deism. Uh, then you have what is passable and the fact that, uh, that God it does display emotion. 
uh, and uh, but those are there are still even on that side aspect of the of that uh, people can sit to push that to the extreme uh, and to open theism and the fact that they say that God readjusts that he doesn't know the future no more than we do and that God uh, adjusts his um, uh, emotions and how he reacts based on our reaction now of course obviously that is wrong and, uh, and that can even uh, oftentimes leads into Arminianism uh, but uh, you know that is um, uh, God does display emotion God does know the future he is God he is uh, just like we said he is all-knowing he is all-powerful that's when we, when we say omniscient omnipresent uh, he, he does know the future he knows the past present and future he doesn't adjust his attitudes and his responses to us based on our actions. God knows what we're going to do even before we do it. Now, God does display emotion, uh, and we can see that time and again throughout history in our scripture. We can see how he responded in, in anger sometimes. He responded in love, just his grace alone. Uh, sending his only son to die for us displays his mercy, his, his, uh, his heart for the people that he created. So God does display emotion. He instills within us emotion. That's why, you know, we uh, you know, when God shows anger, it is not sinful anger. When we are angry, we are sinful because we're, we're demonstrating pride. Uh, we're demonstrating an ungodly type of anger, an unjust anger. Uh, you know, very, very few times uh, do we have uh, the type of righteousness uh, that Jesus Christ uh, showed in when he was showing anger and, 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 and throwing people out of the, the temple for the wrong they were doing. You know, that, that is um, a whole completely different type of anger. Uh, thank you, Debbie. Good morning. And uh, so, you know, that is that righteous indignation. That's what I was trying to think of. So that's what Jesus Christ displayed when he was doing that. Now, you know, for those out there, I feel that God is distant. And, uh, you know, you may, you know, some people will struggle with the fact that God exists uh, or they may believe that he is the, in a higher power. You know, it's hard to look around in, in our world today and to uh, to think of uh, there not being a creator. You know, I can understand a uh, someone who uh, may question uh, the um, uh, the reality uh, of the one true God, but they at least recognize a higher power. Those people, to me, you can reason with. Those are the individuals that you can talk to uh, because at least they acknowledge that. Someone who is uh, claiming to be an atheist, they, uh, to me, are just showing blatant uh, ignorance because you, you cannot look around in this world and see that, um, um, that God is real. Uh, because, you know, you look at the very... Uh, design of our cell structure, our DNA. You know, we talked about this before. You have the moral law. We have uh, the, we can look at, we can explain God uh, teleological, uh, cosmological. Uh, you know, we have all these different uh, ways uh, that we can uh, uh, demonstrate the reality that God exists. Uh, but yet, there's still, uh, you know, uh, uh, it takes a certain amount of faith. That only comes from God to truly believe who he is and that he does truly exist. I think that's why that uh, you know we do not have hard uh, given proof uh, of God's existence because he wants us to come to him with a certain amount of faith. I mean, you look at Jesus Christ, and you look at how uh, even uh, though they walked with him and they understood what he was about, they still don't think they even uh, to, even at the cross they still 
I don't. I think even then they were a little confused as to exactly who he was and what he was doing. And so even when he rose again on the third day, there were still some doubts. They were doubting Thomas, obviously. But these men, once they saw, once they believed, good morning, Scott, and they understood uh, the reality of what Jesus Christ and his deity, uh, they, even they went on to suffer greatly. You don't suffer for a lie. You know, you suffer, uh, you know, you will fight to the death for something you truly know and understand and believe in. And so, you know, when we look at that, you know, we understand that God is real. We, you know, understand that God uh, does exist, but he can still feel uh, a bit distant. Um, and when you don't uh, walk in the path of righteousness, if you will, if you don't follow after Jesus Christ, he is distant. You know, you, uh, God's word is clear that if you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. You know, when I was sitting there read, uh, talking, I was thinking of 1 Corinthians 2, 9. It says, but it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. See, when you become a child of God, you know, when, many years ago, I had uh, grown very distant from God. Uh, when, when I had graduated high school, my best friend Lance died of cancer. Uh, my best friend, uh, Kobe, he was tragically killed in a uh, motorcycle accident on his way to come meet me and another friend of ours. And, uh, you know, it is, um, uh, as, as bad as it, it hurts, pains me to say this, I, I turned my back on God and became very distant. Now, God was always there. He never went anywhere. But I, uh, in my uh, erroneous way of looking at things, really got out into the world. And, uh, and it, it is a very cold and lonely uh, area to be. And if you've never been there, uh, you, you don't understand what I'm talking about. But there, it, is, it can be very cold, very lonely. And uh, sometimes you, you look towards other people uh, to fill that void. And ultimately, that will usually uh, lead to, uh, uh, to going nowhere. You, know, you become uh, uh, very clingy and, and uh, smothering because you're trying to find something that person cannot provide for you. And it was over through the course of time that God worked in my life because I ran. I, I tried to join the Air Force. Well, I did join the Air Force, and I, that didn't work yet. I had to get sent home because of an injury. And uh, I tried, you know, it just, I, I did all these things uh, to run from God. I, I think I knew deep down uh, that, um, you know, when I look back, of course, my life, you know, I see how God was using me and preparing me. I think Dad forgets sometimes taking me on, um, uh, on, on visitations and being with him in different areas of his own ministry and witnessing things that, um, uh, that had Lord used him. But, <clears throat> you know, I, I've drank and partied, did a lot of stupid things. I wish I hadn't have done them. Great regrets, believe me. But, um, you know, but I, 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 some of you have heard this before. I had this dream. And like I say, I don't put a lot of stock in dreams. Uh, in fact, I had a dream last night. I was talking to, uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, but, you know, so, but anyway, uh, you know, it is, uh, I don't put a lot of stock in dreams, you almost what you've read or, or watched on television, uh, you know, about 15 to 30 minutes before you go to bed, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, the general rule, but this was beyond, uh, a dream, uh, it was, it was beyond reality, and, uh, in the fact that, um, uh, it was, it was, uh, in a time, where pastors were being rounded up, they were being imprisoned, and uh, I'll, I'll never forget how real this was. Uh, I remember going to a jail cell. My dad was in this jail cell, and I remember he was beaten very badly uh, because he refused. 
to renounce uh, the name of Jesus. And uh, and I can see my dad doing that. I guess that's why it chokes me up because I can see my dad doing that, that uh, no matter what they did to him, he would, he would die before he refused uh, Jesus. And, uh, and I remember him slipping me a piece of paper with a Bible verse on it. And he says, you have to pick up where I'm leaving off. And that dream, and I believe with all my heart, that was God talking to me. And that dream fundamentally started the change in my life uh, into where I am today. Because before that happened, I never completed nothing. I've got, I racked up a lot of school debt because I'd go to school, didn't care, I'd go, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, and it's not to be a braggart by any chance, uh, no, no stretch of imagination, but the Lord blessed me with the ability to, uh, to have four earned uh, degrees with a doctorate in, in ministry. And uh, that only come about from God because I couldn't get enough. And before, you know, I, I, I would study a subject and I'd be done with it after a month or two. I'm like, ah, oh, this stinks. And now I wouldn't go back to it. But this, I was driven. And I wouldn't let it go. And God wouldn't allow me to let it go. And it wasn't easy. You know, even after that dream, I still had some stumbles. I still had some mess-ups. I still had some problems. I still had things that, you know, I had to work on and deal with. Even going into the ministry, even after getting hired on the church, I still, uh, and I'm still growing. I'm still learning in relation to people and how to, to deal with situations that I've never had to deal with before. And I was still wet behind the ears big time spiritually. And I still had a lot of growth and still growing. But the fact of the matter is that when you give your life to Jesus, God is not so distant anymore that it is something that you feel in your soul, in your heart, that you know is there, that you know is real, that you know exists, that gives you that peace that surpasses all understanding, that gives you that strength to endure and to persevere, that helps you to, to keep the good fight. You know that God is real. You know that Jesus lives because he lives in my heart. Well, that's how we know that God is not distant, but that faith is not something we conjure up on our own. It is a gift from God. So until the Holy Spirit draws you, until uh, God instills that faith and you give your heart to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit fills you and that faith becomes real and known, then you can not, then God is not so distant anymore and you have that closeness and you have that's why we you, you have that song he walks with me he talks with me we have that daily relationship and we know that he is there. And so, you know, he's no longer feeling distant. But if you're out in the world, if you're out doing those things that um, are contrary uh, to your upbringing, uh, contrary to uh, the word of God, and, and you have not given your life over to Jesus Christ, he is going to feel distant. He's, he is going to feel like he is there. But God does have emotion. He does love you. He weeps when you weep. And he understands the temptations that we go through. And so what we need to do today is give our hearts and our lives to Jesus Christ. Draw close to him. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. And we can do that. You can feel God's closeness to you in your heart. And you can and you when you start growing spiritually, it is uh it is a joy uh that you cannot explain. Even when turmoil is going on, it is a joy that only comes from God above. So let's, if you haven't, if you don't do it already, spend that time in the Word daily. Spend that time with Jesus Christ, and you will see a fundamental difference in your relationship with Him and towards other people and how you look, see, and perceive things around you.
Let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day, your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us uh, to draw close to you daily. Lord, let us serve you daily. Fill us with your spirit. Uh, Lord, guide us. Uh, Lord, direct us in, in where you would have us to go today. And Lord, give us uh, our marching orders. And Lord, uh, send us to the right people so we can be a witness and tell others about your goodness and your love. And uh, Lord, I just pray those who may be struggling today that you will let your presence be known and felt. And Lord, to fill them with your strength and your mercy. Lord, I just pray that uh, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose in the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with this nation. Bring peace upon this land. Touch hearts and minds. Let people come to know you like never before. Lord, I pray that you'll be with darling Barker, stepfather, that you bring healing upon him. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Murph uh, and Mr. Roger Winters. Uh, I pray that you'll be with our sister of Christ, Kim Penix, and Ginger Hood, and Troy Hood, and his cousin, uh, Ronna Thelma Thompson. I pray that you'll be with Linda and David Feathers. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, so many uh, the prayer requests and concerns I receive daily. And you know those hearts and minds, and your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, please be with our police officers. Lord, I pray that uh, you will give them protection about them and their family, give them peace, give them strength. And Lord, please let them know they are indeed loved, needed, and appreciated. Be with our president. Give him the proper wisdom and discernment of the running of our country. Give him protection about him and his family. And Lord, I uh, just pray that uh, you'll be with us, lead us, and guide us, and direct us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you uh, guys and gals for watching this morning, and hope you all have a blessed and wonderful day. Uh, just a friendly reminder, don't forget this Sunday from 11 to 12, uh, we'll be at the church. We'll have an outdoor service, and the fact that um, we're going to have a live concert by our praise team, and we're encouraging everybody to bring a picnic lunch, and we're going to sit out there on the grounds uh, since it's Father's Day, and uh, just break bread together and fellowship as they play, and uh, no evening services uh, since it is Father's Day. Uh, Mrs. Sipe says we cannot attain presence of God. We're already totally in the presence of God. What's missing is our awareness. Be more aware, people. Thank you, Mrs. Sipe. She always has uh, great words um, uh, to add sometimes to the uh, uh, to the devotions, and uh, she also posts uh, some great encouraging uh, on uh, Facebook. Some great encouraging words on Facebook each day. So be sure and uh, check out her post that she puts on uh, as well. If you'd like to share these devotions, you can always find me at uh, Doctor Young. If you uh, fans and family don't do social media, they can always find me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. You can watch all the devotions there. And as always, check me out here on uh, uh, like, uh, Cash Me Outside. <laughs> check me out on Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. Free of charge, audio only, no video, but you can list all the devotions, all of our sermons, and uh, podcasts that we put on there uh, daily. And uh, as, for, as for podcasts, Brandy and I are going to take a little break this summer. School starts back, we're going to hit it back again, uh, hard and heavy. Uh, so anyway, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.